Welcome to another episode of I Call Next, where a group of guys from the D.C. suburbs call next on all the biggest sports topics of the week. We're missing one this week, but we got Go-Go and Pete in action. Um, how's it going, boys? I have one going. final four team left. I don't think I have any left, which shows you how bold I was with my strategy. Actually, I may have had Michigan. I, I don't remember my bracket. I stopped well, let's just at this point, my women's NCAA bracket is doing amazing compared to the men's. <laughs> That's funny. Do they do women's bracket? That's actually pretty embarrassing of me that I don't even know that. They do. They, they do. They do. Okay. Um, literally, after the first, like, half of the first weekend, my bracket was so far gone that I just lost track of everything. But um, <laughs> there were some notable games this past weekend. I honestly thought yeah, Oral Roberts... I definitely thought Oral Roberts was going to make another run, but uh, they did not, so it ended, unfortunately. I was pulling for them. It was actually a close game coming down to the stretch. It would have been awesome, right? A 16 seed to make it that far? 15. 15. It was a 15. 15 seed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they fell just short, um, but we do get to see an 11 seed continue the dance, right? UCLA, and 12. Alabama. And 12. Oh, all right. That's right. The 12 seed. I didn't watch that game. Did anybody catch it? I was drunk all Saturday. I did not watch that game. <laughs> That's a good reason to miss the game. Um, I did catch the uh, 11 versus 2 Alabama-UCLA. I think a lot of people did. That was one of the more notable games thus far in the tournament. And wow, what a game, man. Like into overtime. UCLA should have pulled it off before um, overtime even started. But Alabama drew up a great play coming out of the timeout to get a dagger three to force overtime. And then right, they were down. They were down big at the first half, and then they made a run, came back. They started looking good, but they've been doing a lot of that in the tournament, and that's what I assumed was going to screw them eventually, right? You can only do that so many times before a team is going to capitalize, and they got bailed out at that three uh, at the end of the game, end of regulation. I mean, that was like a logo three. That was that was nice, but I don't know if you guys know, but they, they practice a lot of those. Um, they, they call it the four-point play, and they do it in practice a lot. So that oh, really? apparently paid off for them in, in the tourney. But as soon as it hit overtime, it was all one way, man. UCLA was just hitting step-back threes and ones. Uh, there were so many turnovers. You just knew Alabama was done. Within the first three possessions, you're like, Alabama was done. Alabama couldn't even have the chance at that shot. But they missed that free throw. They could have won the game if they didn't miss that free throw. And they missed a lot of free throws yeah, down the was, stretch. They didn't deserve it. They were that. down one, right? They're down one, had two free throws, both missed. Yep. With six seconds left. Yep. Yep. And that's prior that. to that. Uh, if you remember Petty, uh, the ball, it was a kick. It's the first time I've ever seen this. It was a kick ball, but it got called out of bounds on Alabama because it touched his shorts. Because he was wearing baggy shorts. I don't know if you guys uh, heard the commentators, it was hilarious. They're like, oh. We're about to see a dress code change. We're going to see the short shorts coming back. And uh, I forget the other guy. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was literally watching that game on mute. So I have no idea what the commentary is happening. You could just hear me in my, like, I'm at this desk yelling, fuck Bama. I hate Roll Tide. I hate him so much. Uh, they lost me $1. Because it was, it was a tied game. And that was a huge uh, turnover where it was a kick ball, but it went off of them. And then... The rest is history. They just couldn't hit free throws down the stretch. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the games were, uh, but for that game, which went to overtime, but even uh, that game, right? It ended with a ten point deficit uh, difference at the end. 
But yeah. Michigan blows out Florida State by almost 20 points. Gonzaga, Gonzaga blows out Creighton almost by 20 points. USC, Oregon wasn't that close. Um, honestly, the Arkansas Oral Roberts game, two point, and then the UCLA Alabama game, which had to go to overtime before it became a 10 point game, were the only close matchups. I guess Oregon State, because they won, huge upset. That was an interesting game. Um, but yeah, you get three number one seeds into the yeah. next round. But it's not to... over, right? Like, Tonight's Elite Eight. Yep. Um, so actually- we've got two games, right? We've got Oregon. So we got Oregon State versus Houston, and then we'll have Arkansas versus Baylor later on in the night. So that'll be interesting to see whether the top two seeds, one and two, can lock it up or if we get more uh, magic from Oregon State. And then you'll have Tuesday basketball, right? Gonzaga USC goes at it. Michigan UCLA goes at it again tomorrow as well. Um, so three of the f- number one seeds, three of the four number one seeds make it to the Elite Eight. And like, that's always something when you're filling out your bracket, you're like, you get to the point where you get to the Elite Eight, you're like, oh, there's too many number one seeds. This never happens. I get switched some out. I was like, this can't happen. Right. It'd be funny if three of the number one seeds make it to the final four. Um, the only one that didn't make it was the one that, go, go ahead. Did you have, uh, yeah. what's it called, going all the way? I had Illinois winning the whole thing. They were supposed <laughs> to be the strongest one seed. I was pissed. I was very pissed. It's okay. I say, I say you because I also had it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to. I had them in the finals losing, but yeah, it, it's a, annoying. They did not look well, but uh, I honestly think out of all these matchups, like obviously the Oregon State will be interesting versus Houston, but I think I'm, I'm more interested in watching UCLA versus Michigan. Um, UCLA is just playing lights out, and I really want to see that's be an awesome test against Michigan to see how they do. UCLA. Yeah, it's honestly fun. UCLA is the only second first four team to get to the Elite Eight. What was the other team? VCU. Yeah. VCU. Obviously, you're bringing up that stat. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, if yeah. anyone has watched any sports in the last 48 hours, it's been everywhere, too. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah there's true. only been four 11 seeds. No, there's only been four double-digit seeds to make it to the Final Four. I mean, three. Sorry, three. Not four. Three. They could be the so four. While we're, while we're talking about VCU, let's talk about their former coach, Shaka Smart. Um, we yeah. actually, at the onset of the tournament, we're talking about how, but for that run, he's actually been quite average in the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. I think he had a 500 record and um, lost very early on as a three seed for Texas. And so very quickly, perhaps feeling the hot seat that was emerging underneath him, he makes a coaching move and uh, goes to Marquette, which was one of the schools that was interested in him when he was leaving VCU. Yeah. Um, so kind of interesting. What's your take on that? Cool. Thanks. Good for him. I think, yeah. I think it was time for a move, right? Um, he's, he's done some good stuff in Texas, but uh, I think, Raj, I think I messaged you about this, and you're like, good, leave right before the dumpster fire, right? Get out. Uh, good opportunity. Um, he's still a good coach, I think. You know, it's not like he's a terrible guy. Um, part ways, do it amicably and move on to Marquette and see what we can do there. Six years at Texas, made the tournament three times. Um, fairly average. I mean, but for one season, he had winning records each year. So, I mean, I don't want to say he's just average, but he didn't do anything, right? Like, yeah, so know. that's what I'm saying. I think it's amicable, right? Like, he, he wasn't a shitty coach. He wasn't 
way like really good. He he was a little bit above average, and now it's like switch it up. All right, things aren't working in Texas. Six years is a pretty good amount of time. Let's just go over to Marquette. It's just disappointing for him because they had so many com- good players run through the program that went to the NBA, and they couldn't get out of the first round. Really, I don't remember if they got through out of the. I know, I know they didn't make it to the Sweet 16. I don't even think they made it out of the first round. So I think that's what the big disappointment was because they had all these recruits. And for what? Like, um, Kai Jones is going to go to the league this year. So, like, I don't know. I think that's what the disappointment was. I like him as a coach still. I mean, you give me a Final Four, like, I, that's probably my most memorable, like, sports, like, event that's happened in my life, right? So, I mean, I don't hate him, but I think Marquette's the best place because, like, the expectation will not be to win the Big East. That won't be the expectation going into it. Your expectation is to make the tournament. That's all it's going to be. And then eventually win the conference. It's not going to be right off the bat. Win the conference, make a run. I, I think that all the, all the, I think all the, what's it called? Expectations will be tempered in that situation. And I think you can make Marquette guys play full, full court press. I don't think you can make guys that were going to go to the league um, play full court press the entire game. I think that's what was half the battle. Fundamental basketball, huh? You're saying they can play more fundamental basketball versus these one and done guys, or no? I think the role. I don't think it's fundamental. I think it's a because he likes he's the whole havoc, um, full court press, right? Yeah. It's hard to run yeah. that with guys that are going to go to the league in one year. I think if you have four year guys that are just trying to win, trying to see a program through, I think that so that why why do you say it's hard with those one year guys? That's what I'm asking. Like fundamental basketball, that like you can get out of these guys at Marquette versus the guys that are just ready to hop yeah. ship and go to that's, the NBA. Yeah, if that's what you mean by mar- fundamental, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, agreed. I agree. So, I mean, it's a cool move. 109, 109 wins, 86 losses in his time in Texas. That's a 0.56 winning percentage. Um, this was the year that he should have done it. They won the conference championship, their um, conference tournament championship, and they made the tournament. They had a 0.7 win percentage um, this year. This was probably the year that they should have done it. I Actually, I don't know if he was going to give fired though like they just had a great year they did completely um shit the bed being a three seed you think it's gonna get canned well it's hard it's hard with this year right so many of those top seeds got just whacked in the tournament right so it's 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 been a wild year so i mean if you look across look across the tournament that happens to so many teams i think it was gonna get fired i think that was gonna it was gonna happen because they can't get out of the first round that's the problem they keep not getting out his 0.56 winning percentage in Texas compared to his 0.74 winning percentage at VCU. So a huge drop off. I mean, he went from the CAA CAA to the big 12, like. Sure. But he also made the tournament five of the last six years when he was at VCU, including the final four championship or the final four appearance. Um, He's seven and eight now in the tournament. Um, So a losing record. Those I seven came. Those seven literally came. Yeah. One run. Five of those came from one run. That's okay. That's what that's, makes coaching. I know, but like that's that's one season. Every other season he lost. That's what's wild. That they had five wild. wins that that year. That was it. That's wild. But I mean, good luck. I mean, I'm still gonna root for him. So it'll be it'll be fun to see it at Marquette. See him. Yeah. Um, see him. Watch them play full court press, trapping press like against Georgetown every game. It'll be fun to watch. He was getting paid $3.2 million annual salary at Texas. Um, I don't know if he's going to get that at Marquette. Probably. 
probably Marquette wants to be good again. Okay. Yep. Well, NCAA basketball coming to a slow end. We got to enjoy this lead eight while we can. Um, it'll yep. be gone. Before- <laughs>